NPR Workforce Studio. I'm like, holy cow. It's so exciting. Being right near Wallop, you get to see every rocket that's going off. It's the most amazing thing ever. VR Workforce Studio. Podcasting the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation through the inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work. Working in a field that I understand. As well as the professionals who have helped them. A job and a career. You, you gotta look at how life-changing this is. And the businesses who have filled their talent pipelines with workers that happen to have disabilities. To help expand registered apprenticeship. These are their stories. Because there's such a great story to tell about people with disabilities. It- now, here are the hosts of the VR Workforce Studio, Rick Sizemore and Betsy Civilette. Drone operators are beginning to emerge as a critical segment of our modern workforce. We're fortunate today to welcome a young man, Caleb Jeffries, to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Well, alongside his extraordinary interest in drones, he is a local legend on the eastern shore of Virginia and described as Shinkatig's finest weather forecaster by well-known meteorologist Jim Cantori, which I'm totally jealous you got to meet him. (laughs) I know, right? <laughs> this is this is so ironic that we're recording this podcast and you're down there on the eastern shore of Virginia engaged in monitoring the weather this morning, right, Caleb? What, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, we are pretty busy here on the eastern shore this morning. This storm uh, developed last minute while I was at work yesterday. We're under a tropical storm warning and a storm surge warning for about a four feet storm surge, inundation, uh, coastal flooding. Uh, we thank yeah, you for, is- for uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule, monitoring the weather and all the other things you do to, to talk with us. We also have on the podcast, Robin Sex Hour, Caleb's vocational rehabilitation counselors. We delve into Good this. Good morning, Miss Robin. <laughs> so we're delving into this story of how drone academies have emerged in a partnership with the robotics industry and workforce development to create opportunities for people like Caleb. So welcome, Caleb and Robin. Thank you. Yes, I'm. I'm very excited to be doing this this morning. <laughs> well, like we said, you are a superstar. Um, yes. You're a high school graduate. You you are into drones um, and have some, you've had some amazing experiences working with Sentinel Robotic Solutions, as well as uh, A&N Electric Cooperative, right? Tell us what you've been up to with them. Okay. So my intern, when I first started my intern with uh, Sentinel, I was brought on my very first mission. And let me just tell you, it just a way to describe it was the coolest thing ever. The fact, you know, we got to go down to Newport News. We went to the Port of Virginia at the uh, Newport News Marine Terminal. Wow. And uh, I got to see some pretty dang cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I did the uh, forecasting for that morning uh, as it mattered a lot. We were launching a aerostat balloon and we were going to be flying the drones and we were doing this while they were working and this was you know simulating real life scenarios for pretty much to say it well that's amazing because it's got to be one of the biggest biggest ports in the world right (laughs) to monitor oh my gosh i while we were there we watched this giant cargo ship and i'm like holy cow (laughs) <laughs> oh, this never is, seen anything like it. Well, that's like, cool that you got to be a part of that and on your first internship. 
Yeah, I was excited. Yeah. Hey, Robin, you're a veteran vocational rehabilitation counselor. You've been doing this a long time. You're hard to track down. In fact, we caught you in the middle of this storm on, on the fly. Tell us how this partnership evolved with drones, workforce, education, drone academies, the robotics industry. How did all this come about? Okay. Um, I have a lot of students. I serve five high schools on the Eastern Shore, two of them being on islands. So we have a very unique situation over here and are very limited with employment because of our rural area. So I had a lot of students that wanted to be gamers. And of course, there's no jobs on the Eastern Shore for gamers. So I went to a job fair at the community college one day and Jason Taylor happened to be there having a booth promoting their class that they had at the college for adults. Now, who's Jason? Jason Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Who is he? What does he do? he works with Sentinel Robotic Solutions. Gotcha. And they both their they they teach a drone class and for adults at the college. So I talked to him and I said, "Hey, I've got students with disabilities that I would, you know, like to get into employment, but they want to be gamers. Is there anything that we can do with drones? Because I know that they've done a lot with the wind tunnels, and I thought maybe our students could be sending out drones to those wind tunnels as an employment opportunity. So Jason let me know that they had. Um, converted a PS4 game controller into a drone operator. And from there, the conversation took off. And he said, I would love to meet with you. Next thing we knew, we were having a meeting with Sentinel Robotic Solutions and the community college. And we found out about the Prietz Academies through DARS that allows us to provide the funding to have this program. And the turnaround time was quick. We had a what we initially called a drone academy started a month later. And we had high school students with disabilities from the Eastern Shore participate. And I think Caleb was in one of the first classes that we did. And yep. it gave the students the opportunity to have explore careers in aerospace and also learn about the college programs and be a college student for a week. And it was phenomenal. It was so awesome. Yeah, unique um, workforce down there, of course, with, with Wallops Island, right, NASA. And so what a great opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so exciting. You know, being right near Wallops, you know, being born and raised here on the uh, Eastern Shore, you get to see every rocket that's going off. It's the most amazing thing ever. That is cool. Well, Caleb, switching gears here, tell us a little bit about your disabilities and how has vocational rehabilitation helped you get to where you are today? Okay, so when um, I've been diagnosed with ADHD and Asperger's syndrome, which is both forms of autism. Um, and Robin, I swear by it, swear by it my whole life has helped me the whole way through. And it's been phenomenal. Well, she is an amazing professional, that's for sure. Um, oh my God. So I love her to death. <laughs> so what are, what are some of the things she helped you do? I did the Wilson. She got me out there and I loved the program. It was awesome. First time I went there, I did like a wood shop class, if I remember correctly. And then when they did the like Voca vows, I did electrical. You know, I love to run wires. If y'all saw my room right now, it's filled with <laughs> wires. And then, you know, made a lot of new friends out there. And I went there for the PERT program as well a life skills kind of thing. It was just a wonderful program. I'd recommend it to a lot of people. 
for sure. Right. Well, what do you ultimately want to do as a profession? Okay, so definitely the drone and definitely meteorology. (laughs) And are you continuing your education with that to pursue a degree? We had a little trouble um, getting the commercial pilot's license. It's a a very difficult test. I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to retake the class with Jason starting this October. So, Robin, tell us about this partnership that's on the forefront here with the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act to create a a tailor-made program for Caleb to carry him down the down the pathway to the workforce. Okay. Um this again, this you said it right. This has been a very powerful partnership that has evolved out of this Drone Academy. Um, Sentinel Robotics was so impressed with Caleb's enthusiasm and persistence and wanting to learn. And that's when they had offered him the internship. So we just got approval yesterday. Caleb might even not know this yet. Whoa, whoa. Ooh, <laughs> oh, you heard it here. Participate. We're, you know, this this has evolved from a, a drone class, aerospace class, into an internship program. And now they have taken Caleb on to be an engineering technician trainee. So we are in the process of finalizing that paperwork, which will start. And I spoke to Jason yesterday, who is Caleb's teacher for all of these classes. And and they're going to get him to the point that he he is going to pass that test. We have full faith in him. This is one thing I really want to bring out about Caleb that I have loved working with him. He has persevered so well through so many different things and obstacles to get to where he is. And I feel that. And I know that he made this comment in his article with ANEC that this was a big turning point for him, this drone program, because, you know, there's not a lot of weatherman jobs out there or opportunities for training with that. And this opened a huge door for him. And the partnership with Sentinel Robotic Solutions and the college helped us with that. And to find out, you know, in the DARS process and in Caleb's journey, where he could go in what direction. So he is on a wonderful path right now. And I feel like the training that he's going to get with this WIOA funding and Sentinel Robotics, a hands-on program, is phenomenal for him. So Caleb's going places, and he will be the next Jim Cantore, I I feel like. So, you know, this is just a wonderful thing. I'm honored to be with him on this journey. Um, He's been a great student to work with. And so this, this upcoming training program will hopefully be starting by October. Okay, so um, and, let's let's nail this down. Exactly what is he going to be doing through WIOA and, and Sentinels? Give us that in a in a in a quick summary of what this new tailor made program is. It's going to be an on the job training program for an engineering technician. Well, congratulations! Yeah, very exciting. How's that make you feel, Caleb? Um, filled with joy. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, I'm going to become the next Jam Cantori. That starts today. <laughs> it, may, it may very well. You can call your own Thunder Snow or whatever. <laughs> right. We. Uh, I've I've been I've been up all night charging batteries, charging the camera batteries, ready to live stream to my Facebook page. Uh, that's where I do most of my uh, weather predictions for the local town and um, surrounding cities and counties. Um, so all I have to do is hit the button on my camera and I'm ready. Oh, is what is so your awesome. uh, Facebook page so people can follow you? 
So my legal Facebook page or my Facebook page is my full legal name. It's Joseph, Caleb with the K, and then Jeffries. And that's J-E-F-F-R-I-E-S. Robin, these drone academies, uh, I don't know how you're going to accommodate the vast number of people when they hear about this and want to get into it. I don't know how you're going to serve everyone, but so far you've had several of these academies. What is the the net impact of the academies and what have you learned in working with business and industry with folks like Sentinel? Well, we have run five of these academies and we've had 26 students participate. Um, the One of the big perks that we did was we invited the parents to attend the program with the students and many parents did. As a result, this increased our parent participation to almost 100% because we had a big graduation that Friday, the class runs for five days. So the parents actually got to observe their child in a college setting. And and that's a big game changer for a student to go from high school to college and be like, wow, I'm new man on campus. And so that was a huge builder for our students. Um, The students were given opportunities that they never thought that they would, for for example, these internships. A couple other students also did internships and one was a teacher's aide during the next several classes. And then shortly thereafter, the third program, Riverside Shore Memorial Hospital is now implementing a a pilot program to to use drones to deliver medications. So we're hoping that that's gonna create job opportunities for our students that are going through these drone academies. So it's just spiraled with opportunities for doors. And again, hats off to Sentinel Robotic Solutions, Eastern Shore Community College, and also the Eastern Shore Community Services Board chimed in and they've been providing transportation at no cost for us. So that has increased attendance. So this has just been a win-win-win situation for our consumers the employers and also gotten other employers involved such as ANEC and, and everybody, it's amazing how many people are using drones in their businesses. It just sounds like such synergy with all all the various parties involved. I'm looking at an email from, from Kara, Caleb, your mom. And I talked with her, her yesterday. She's so proud of you and the work that you've done and where your career's headed. Robin, uh, certainly she would love to have been on the podcast today, but she said to tell you how very much she appreciates the work of uh, Voc Rehab and all all that they're doing. Caleb, tell us just in your own words what this experience has meant to you in terms of getting ready to move into your dream job. Uh, Put it in short and simple terms, it's felt wonderful. (laughs) I'm, 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 I'm proud of my own self to put it, uh, you know, to get this far and, you know, I'm starting my career pretty much. I would have loved to have my mom here with me, but she, uh, she's there currently, um, at school, which they're actually going, undergoing an early dismissal, uh, today due to, um, our storm coming in. So uh, just hope all the staff and students are safe and make it home. All right. Well, Caleb Jeffries is a local celebrity on the Eastern shore of Virginia, an aspiring meteorologist, a drone operator in training and an all around celebrity. 
Uh, we thank you for being on the podcast today, Caleb, and uh, also Robin Sexauer, uh, vocational rehabilitation counselor from the Eastern Shore. Yes, thank you for having me. It's been a, it's been awesome. <laughs> thank you, Caleb. Well, thank you. It's been an honor working with Caleb and his mom. He's he's phenomenal, and he's he's going places, and I can't wait to see where he lands. He's phenomenal. Throughout the month of October, we're celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month. This year's theme is Advancing Access and Equity. You can download free posters and videos from the Department of Labor's Office of Disability Employment Policy.gov. Thank you for tuning in to VR Workforce Studio. As we mark International Podcast Day and kick off National Disability Employment Awareness Month with our October episode, let's take a moment to reflect on our journey. With 120 episodes under our belt, our podcast has been downloaded over 35,000 times. We're honored to be recognized as the nation's voice for VR by the Podcast Business Journal and have received the Excellence in Media Award from the National Rehabilitation Association. Additionally, we've had the privilege of producing music videos for RSA and CSAVR for the 50th anniversary of the Rehab Act. Through it all, we've learned that the stories of individuals with disabilities hold immense power, and our listeners are both enlightened and inspired by our guests. Thank you for being a part of our passion, our purpose, and our journey. Speaking of journeys, we now join Rick Sizemore from a live podcast in a van headed down I-95 with our commissioner and Khalil Watson. Well, we are in a state van on Interstate 95 headed south, returning from an amazing trip with Khalil Watson, who was on the White House Disability Forum this afternoon and we just have to hear the story. <laughs> Khalil, what was it like being in the White House Disability Forum talking about vocational rehabilitation? Yes, it was it was definitely a great experience. Uh it was it was it was informational. I would say that for one, you know, and just and just to, to, to have the opportunity to be able to, to to be a part of this event and and, and be on stage with, with other other people with similar situations as myself was 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 definitely remarkable. You know, I'm sitting in the audience watching this amazing panel, and in the audience there's some pretty high-level government officials from um, the Office of Disability Employment, from the Department of Labor, from the Department of Education, and yet I saw at least a I'd say probably four or five people who had significant disabilities that use a wheelchair. As you're up there looking out, did you have a reaction to seeing people who have evolved in leadership in the federal government that have disabilities as a person yourself who has a disability? Did you think about that? Yeah, I did. I, I did. Uh, wow, wow. Ben in the crowd and seeing the other people on stage and, and, and hearing and hearing their growth was 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 inspiring for sure and then and and, and going back to to your question when when I was on, on stage, you know, and 
looking out towards the crowd on, 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 on some of the people's people's facial expressions. Uh, uh, it. it Definitely, uh, def- definitely was eye catching. Well, uh, you know, in the van, Kathy Hayfield, Commissioner of the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services. Hello, Rick. It's a great ride, and we're having such a good time as we sit in traffic, leaving the White House Disability Forum. But as uh, the commissioner, you were invited to be part of a White House event to celebrate. 50th anniversary of Voc Rehab. Tell us what you said and what impact you think you had this afternoon as you participated in this uh, really great event. It was great. I, I really am honored to be representing the state VR pro- programs. I mean, that that's pretty profound, yeah, yeah, to be a commissioner of this agency realizing that there are state programs all across the country just like ours and we were really fortunate to be able to represent everyone. We had some uh, exciting things going on in Virginia that we're able to. So in Virginia we've really been striving to be innovative. Um, We have programs where we're helping individuals with disabilities get internships in careers of their choice. We have individuals trying to get jobs working for state government where we have folks working with our Department of Human Resource Management. We're working really hard to assure that no longer do people work in sub-minimum wage jobs and the law changed in Virginia, so we're helping all people find jobs in competitive integrated employment. All of these things together are just making such an amazing difference in Virginia. Yeah. Well, it was cool to be there and to see our agency commissioner and this rock star of a human being here in the, in his wheelchair in the, in the van was at the White House event talking about his life and how vocational rehabilitation is, uh, is making an impact. The big question for you, Khalil, as you move now into Virginia Commonwealth University as a social work student, what will you take back to the classroom about this amazing day celebrating 50th anniversary of Voc Rehab, part of a White House event? What I plan on taking back is just just the whole experience itself, you know, just keeping keeping the information that I've obtained from the event in, in, the, in, in mind and, and just using that as, as motivation to, to be the best at it. I can be going forward. That's awesome. And, you know, Glenna Gallo from the Department of Education facilitated the panel you were on. You had lunch with Carol Doback of Rehabilitation Services Administration, Uh, Steve Wooderson's Council of State Administrators for Vocational Rehabilitation. He's the CEO of that organization. The room was filled with uh, the country's leaders, and they wanted... To hear from you, and I think they were incredibly moved by by your story. If you want to hear Khalil's story, it's uh, in the library, vrworkforcestudio.com. But give us the summary, as we were just talking about. You've actually ridden your wheelchair to college one day when you missed the bus, and we were on that road this morning. Yeah, so prior to COVID... I was using public transportation to get back and forth from school and to home and vice versa. And there would be, be, be times where I would miss the bus and ride my chair miles 
just to get to school because my family and I don't have an accessible vehicle. I was left with two options to either go back home or miss class. I mean, I was left with two options to either go home and miss class or get to school the best way I could. So I did just that. Yeah, that that's amazing. And on the van ride up here, we're talking about that. And you said, you know, it really never dawned on me that that was anything heroic. It was just what I had to do <laughs> in order to do what I had to do to get to school. So that's, that's uh, truly amazing. Your mom and dad in attendance, did you ever believe or even dream when you started this year that you and your parents would be at a White House event uh, to hear your vocational rehabilitation success story? Not at all. Not at all. I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have imagined that I would have this opportunity. But once I when I got the call from from my my counselor Kendra, and and she proposed the 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 event to me, I, I couldn't turn it down. You know, I I I felt like you know, I felt like it was it was it was definitely something that I would want to experience. Without, without a doubt, and uh, you know, we picked you up this morning. Your dad came out of the door and said, "It's showtime." <laughs> he's a crackerjack, isn't he? Yeah, he is. For sure, he's he, he he's the uh, he's the uh, more and more social person. Yeah. yeah well, tell us. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. What comments? Or what sentiments did your mom and dad share with you about how it made them feel to see you in this setting today? What did they What did they say to you when you came off the stage? They were just They were just proud of me. They just They were just proud. Yeah. Well, that is our live podcast rolling on ninety five South in our Dars van with the commissioner and our rock star Khalil Watson. Well, it's time for the always entertaining and informative Heather service from our National Clearinghouse. Heather, welcome to the podcast as we spin up International Podcast Day and National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Yeah, happy International Podcasting Day, Rick. What a big day to celebrate for you. (laughs) Absolutely. It's been a great year. You know, last year we did receive NRAs, that's the National Rehabilitation Association's uh, Excellence in Media Award. We did uh, have just the great fortune of being out at the White House Disability Forum with George Dennehy and uh, and Khalil. So it's it's been a great year. Thank you. Yeah, what about National Disability Employment Awareness Month? Well, we at the Clearinghouse are celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month all throughout the month of October. If you follow along with NCRTM, you'll be seeing lots of exciting success stories like Don Whitaker's success story from the National Center for Self-Employment, Business Ownership, and Telecommuting. You'll learn about Don's self-employment journey as one of only eight wildlife art engravers that are currently practicing worldwide. And yes, and you'll hear how vocational rehabilitation services helped him become an internationally recognized wildlife photographer and artist. We got to check that one out. Yeah. You'll also see tools like the business guide for working with individuals who are deafblind from Helen Keller Services. 
And this resource offers communication tips, accommodation suggestions, and other strategies to include individuals who are deafblind in the workplace and to help businesses build inclusive workplaces. And then last, you'll see events like the role of accessibility during National Disability Employment Awareness Month, which is hosted by Disability In. This panel discussion explores strategies and best practices for advancing disability employment outcomes through actions that accelerate workplace accessibility. So we hope you'll join us in commemorating National Disability Employment Awareness Month by following NCRTM on Twitter. You'll, there'll be a direct link to our Twitter handle in the show notes, but it's at RSA underscore NCRTM, and you'll get to stay up to date on the latest developments all throughout the month of October. Heather Service directs RSA's National Clearinghouse of Rehabilitation Training Materials and joins us each month for the Clearinghouse Report. Links and resources from the NCRTM are included in the show notes at vrworkforcestudio.com. Thanks, Heather. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Rick. Well, thank you for getting involved in today's show. If you or someone you know has a disability and wants to get into the workforce, vocational rehabilitation may just be the answer to kickstart your career. Visit us at vrworkforcestudio.com to find links and resources, as well as our contact information. On behalf of my co-host, Betsy Civilette, I'm Rick Sizemore, inviting you to join us as we podcast the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation. The VR Workforce Studio podcast is owned and operated by Vocational Rehabilitation's Partners in Podcasting. Audio content for the podcast is provided to VR Partners in Podcasting by the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services in exchange for promotional considerations.